Hi friend, do you ever need to create marketing materials easily? Whether you need to make flyers or artwork for your blog, your podcast, or any number of different things, check out Canva. Go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva. That's C-A-N-V-A. I've been using the free version of Canva for many, many years, and I recently upgraded to the pro version, and it's awesome. So go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva to learn more. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is how to change the world. How to change the world, friends. That's a tall order, isn't it? Yes, it is. And how are we going to go about doing it? Well, I've got a few suggestions, and uh, have they been proven or tested, kind of, sort of? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But let's just let's just pretend that the things that you and I do make a difference. Some way, somehow, for better or for worse, the things we do matter. The things we say and think matter. And we're going to break down how this is possible, if it's even possible, why should we care, what can we do about it, all these good things. Okay, so if we were to change the world, first of all, it's a big place out there, right? The world, lots of people, I don't remember the exact number, but it's probably somewhere in the 7 billions, if I had to guess. And maybe we can't change the whole thing all at once by ourselves. However, maybe we can. So once upon a time ago, I had this idea that maybe it was possible. And if it was possible, how would it be possible for one person to make any kind of impact? Let's let's scale it back a little. Maybe not the whole world, maybe just our own personal world. And by that I mean the people around you, the people that you come in contact with on a daily basis, your community, your family and friends, your circle of influence. That's in essence your world, probably, right? You probably interact with many of the same people on a daily and weekly basis, you know? And you possibly go to many of the same locations in some kind of weekly or monthly frequency. And uh, obviously, these are broad generalizations. You may be at the other end of the spectrum where you never do the same thing and you're just a digital nomad out there traveling the world. It's pretty cool. And your world may be bigger in that respect than... mm, some of us other people. My world is, in one sense, relatively small. I don't go too far. I go from home to the office, which is about a half-hour, 45-minute drive. And then I'm there with the same people every day. I talk to people all over the U.S., so in that sense, I have influence and reach across, literally across the United States to a certain degree, and then I stay local pretty much the rest of the time. 
you go to local restaurants, local stores, etc. So in one sense, my world is pretty small, right? And in another sense, yeah, I don't really travel a whole lot. So I guess it's it's kind of small in that sense. Now, I have access to technology and information through the internet and through the phone. That's how I work with students across the U.S. So the phone is one way that I'm able to uh, create connections as well as the internet. And um, I had this idea years ago. I was feeling kind of powerless. My mom was had cancer, and she at that time was doing okay. No, she wasn't. She was she was like kind of okay. She was doing all right. She had had it for I think five years at the, the around the time that I'm thinking, and um, I guess this was back in 2000. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Um, maybe 2008, I guess, possibly. Anyway, um, and so my mom wasn't doing well, and uh, I was feeling pretty powerless because not a whole lot that I knew how to do to deal with cancer. And I had a job. I I'd been through. Yeah, it had to be after 2000, yeah, probably 2008, 2009. Um, because the real estate market had crashed. I had been in real estate at the time and gotten out right before the crash and went back into music. <clears throat> and then with the music, I was doing okay, but not well enough financially that I could do it full time. And I had some other opportunity. I had another opportunity and I became a marketing manager for a kitchen and bath rehab company. So I did that for a good while, and that was crushing it, and we were doing great for a while until that kind of imploded, and then I was teaching music again, and then that um, fell apart because uh, the guy I was working for got a different job, and so suddenly I found myself working, um, doing something I wasn't really fond of, but I did get to work from home doing telemarketing, which I actually don't mind. So I was actually like pretty content in the moment in that sense, right? I had a job, to get paid, not great. It was pretty not great actually to pay, but there was the uh, opportunity for residual income and that was enticing. So anyway, I had this idea. How could I have any impact on the world? Someone in my position where I was sitting in my house all day on the phone making calls. And this idea about ideas came into mind. Now, this was before Facebook was a thing, but it wasn't the same as it is now. And I had this idea about the way ideas are transferred and shared and spread because viral videos was a thing. And that was like a pretty neat concept, like, wow. Somebody could have this idea, this picture, or whatever, and it's so exciting that people share it with everybody else, and you could see that, like, all of a sudden, it would be this huge thing that people all across the world had seen or, you know, been exposed to. And that idea was pretty fascinating. It's like, okay, well, what if you could track that? What if you could see who shared 
what to who and who they shared it with and how the spread of this piece of information went. If you've ever seen a multi-level marketing explanation, like somebody who's breaking down a business opportunity, uh, maybe you've seen like it starts with one person at the top and it's like, hey, and you just tell two people and uh, then they tell two people Well, now that's, you know, it looks like a little pyramid, right? And then each of those two people tells two people and it starts getting exponentially bigger, right? That's kind of the idea. And so I kind of liked that idea in the sense of like spreading an idea. And wouldn't it be cool if we got into this kind of group where we could practice? And when I say group, I'm using the term kind of loosely, I guess. Uh, more so, well, not really, like a, an online community, it's an online group. This was before Facebook had online groups. <laughs> so, um, at least if I remember correctly. But this idea was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if one of us in the group could share an idea and then we could see who that person shared it with and then who those people shared it with and who those people shared it with so we could track it all the way back from its inception to see like, oh, so-and-so had this idea, we shared it to these people, they shared it to these people, boom, now the whole world knows it. And if it was a good idea, we would be able to see how quickly we could spread that idea across how how many people, right? And that idea was fascinating to me. And so I wrote this book. It's a very short book because I was realizing, I was thinking like, you know, most people maybe don't have time to read a book about changing the world or they don't care or they want to do it and then be done and move on to the next thing. So I wanted to make it very easily digestible. And so I figured, well, what would be the easiest way to demonstrate to someone their power? It was kind of a self-empowerment idea, right? Like, I guess it kind of stemmed from, like, when I was younger, feeling disempowered, feeling helpless in, in some instances, I guess, or not helpless, but, yeah, powerless and helpless, I guess. Um, couldn't cure my mom of cancer, couldn't financially support her feeling uh, not in a great place in life. I'd been laid off while I got out of real estate on my own, but then shortly thereafter, I got a job, um, got that thing imploded, like I said, got this other job, that imploded, uh, mom was dying, got this job that I didn't particularly like, um, very low status, you know, in a sense, and uh, from where I had been and felt, I was just feeling down wasn't feeling very happy and instead of moping for too long and getting too depressed, I decided to go the opposite direction and empower myself and empower other people to the best of my ability. So I got this idea. It's gonna do a social experiment. And that's why I named the book Social Experiment. And the idea was if somebody could change the world, how would they do it? As quickly and easily as possible. It doesn't have to be some monumental change, just like a shift in awareness. And that's when I thought about like, oh, you know, it's this idea. This idea that you could spread an idea, and if it was a good idea and enough people bought in, they would change, and that would start to shift the whole world. So I wrote this book, and the idea was, you know, you should be able to read it in about an hour. Pretty short book, and it was three basic steps. Step one, buy the book. 
and I was donating all the proceeds to a charitable cancer research cause. I even got Barry Spilchuk by coincidence, who I happened to meet at a, an event, um, who is a co-author of Cup of Chicken Soup for the Soul, and he did the introduction for my book. He's also a cancer survivor. So I told him I was writing this book. I want to donate the proceeds to cancer cause, you know, my mom and this and that. And um, he was uh, very willing to help out, which was awesome. And so I wrote this book, step one, buy the book. It was a buck, 99 cents on Kindle. So there you go. Everybody could afford it for the most part, right? One dollar goes straight to cancer research. Step two, read the book. Step three, share the book. So then there was this idea that you would just share it, like send an email, blast to people, and that would then get them to join the book and buy the book, and that would raise more money for cancer. And it would also, and I didn't have the technology, but the idea was to be able to show people like, hey, you spread this book, you shared it with two people. Well, they shared it with two, and this person shared it with 100, and that person shared it with 1,000, and before you know it, you personally were responsible for you know 15,000 people being exposed to this idea. Isn't that amazing? By just you doing these three simple steps, it took less than an hour of your time, and you don't know who you know knows, and it built out and, and, and spread to 15,000 people and raised 15,000 bucks for this cancer um, you know, research. That was the idea. I was like, man, I love it. This is a great idea. This is a great social experiment. And so I did it. I didn't have, like I said, the technology to actually see who shared and how people shared it and this and that. But um, but it hit number one in its little category in Amazon, you know, which sounds more impressive than it probably is. But it, it was my first published book. And I wrote it myself and published it myself. So for my own self, I did make the world. I became, you know, I changed my world, right? I became a number one best-selling author on Amazon. I had a published book. I felt like it was a step in the right direction. So if nothing else, I changed my own little world for a moment. And maybe someone out there actually read the book and had some kind of change happen for them too. I don't know. Still a book I'll probably come back to and re-promote at some point in time. I actually did Social Experiment Part 2, which is in the Find Your Flow book series, available on Amazon. And it was a little bit different, but similar kind of ideas, in a sense. Tried to, I, I made it so that anybody who wanted to could get published in one of my books, in the Find Your Flow book series. And all they had to do, I tried to make it as easy as possible, to remove as many barriers as possible. Like, hey, if you ever want to be published, great. Just do this thing, write, you know, 100 words or less, and I will, and send it to me by this date, and I will publish, I'll do everything else. It's free. Want to remove all barriers. Just send me 100 words or less, 150 words, whatever I said, and I'll publish you in this book. And so that's what I did. And I had a lot of people who were very interested, and uh, a lot more, a lot fewer of them who actually wrote 100 words or less and sent it to me. So it was a fascinating experience as well. So anyway. Changing the world, what's that actually look like? And do we need to change the whole world or just our own little world to have a big impact? Which one's going to have, which one is more accessible? Which one is going to be more impactful to us individually? And then as we start to shift on a larger 
scale, how are these little shifts that we do in our own personal lives, don't they also radiate outward and impact the bigger world? In a recent podcast episode, I was talking about how I've been uh, fortunate to be able to do these pretty awesome interviews, uh, partly, largely, I believe, because I committed to podcasts again. And all of a sudden, these things started shifting in, in my world, my own personal world. Now, that also, did that make these other things happen? No, not, no, I'm not necessarily saying that. However, it also did not, not make it happen. <laughs> these things that were already happening out there or whatever, or put in motion, I don't know. But at some point, because of the commitment that I feel I made, these points converged and it, and all of a sudden I'm, uh, you know, meeting with people who I know that live across the United States are suddenly in the same exact office as me clear on the other side of the continent. Right. So these coincidental things, it's like, man, that's amazing. And it's not the whole world obviously, but that's a pretty, but it's a small world after all kind of thing. Right. It's a big world, but it's also kind of a small world somehow. And as so within, so without. And as below, it is above. And all those kind of things that mean, like, it's all kind of an illusion in a sense, right? It's not, I mean, it is what it is. It is what we make it. So let's make it what we want. Let's make it awesome and flowing. And... We can change the world if we change ourselves, if we change our mindset, if we change our beliefs and our patterns, our habits. We can start to change our world. And if we change our world, and our world is tied in with this bigger world, then we really are changing the world by changing ourselves, right? Maybe not the whole world, maybe not like complete human shift but but actually yeah that too i'll go i'll go on and say that at some level maybe it's barely perceptible but each of us as we learn and grow and expand our own awareness and our own strength in co-creating we become models to others consciously or unconsciously and that has a chain reaction and uh, maybe it's not perfectly evenly distributed where one person tells two people to those two people each tell two people and those people each tell two people i would guess it probably is more like the 80 20 rule where if you tell two people uh they each tell two people most of those people are only going to tell maybe two but then you're going to get that person that tells eight and uh then they you know they, or a hundred and boom it's like you hit these nodes on this grid and those people like you know, are, are the big influencers and they maybe have, have uh, already had that following to be able to make bigger shifts, right? <sighs> All right, friend. So it's been a good one, I hope, for you. And um, for me, it, it's it been a trip down memory lane. So the book, The Social Experiment, I think it's still for sale for 99 cents or a buck in the Amazon store. Go ahead and pick up a copy. Let me know what you think. See if it changes your world. Three easy steps. Change the world in to so the title. The subtitle it was uh, change the world in an hour while sitting in your underwear drinking green tea. Something like that. Because that's what I was doing when I wrote the book. 
Pretty clever, huh? <laughs> Are you impressed yet? <laughs> so, pick up a copy and share it with the world and make a difference. Change the world. And until uh, next time, my friend, be flowing. Well, thanks for listening, friend. By the way, do you have a story that you would like to share with other flowers? Maybe you'd like to put it in a book. Well, go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club and learn how you can publish your own book or become a published author in the Find Your Flow book series. Simply go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club, all one word, and be sure to join the free Facebook group while you're at it. Thanks, friend. And until next time, be flowing.